Okay, so Amar Abzeira. Actually, Ve Amar Abzeira. Anachazi Taylor Bavu. I saw Bavu. Sheniach Yadav Keneged Panav Shalmata. He was uh, entering the mikveh or leaving the mikveh or in the mikveh, and he put his hands covering his Panav uh, Shalmata, his private area, because it's an yut. Leadana, I'm not sure, Inaga, did he touch himself when he was covering his privates? Ilonaga, did he not touch himself? When I says, what's the question? Pshit Ilonaga, of course he didn't touch. Titania, Leazomer, Kolo Chez Ba'ama Umashtin, anyone that holds on to his private area when urinating. Kil Mebiz Mabul Olam, the Mabul came because they wasted seed. Person who's not careful, he's touching himself, he's going to cause himself to have improper thoughts and waste seed. And therefore, that's what both the Mabu, with the Shcheta Al-Art. So therefore, what's the Havamina that he, uh, what's the Havamina that he, um, that he was touching himself? Kempi was touching himself. So the Gemara says, Amar Baye Asua Kiboleshet, meaning that there's a law called Boleshet, which means, we'll see in a moment, Boleshet means uh, marauders, or we'll call them um, soldiers that are attacking. And we'll see in a moment that under times of fear, we're not worried about people's Yetzirah getting the best of them. And therefore, Rabbi Zera was in question, and maybe Rabbi Avhu did touch himself, because since it was by a river, and a river is dangerous, there's no Hirurim. So what's our source that when there's danger, there's no concern with improper thoughts, it's not. Boleshet, this, uh, marauders, these thieves, these plunderers. Shnichnasali, they entered the city. Bishat Shalom. So Shat Shalom, they're just coming in. They're getting off their, uh, boat. The sails are getting off the boat just to stop at a port. So now they can't control themselves. Chaviot pituchot, if they're open barrels, asurot. Because you may have touched it. Stumot mutarot, because we don't assume they're going to have enough time to uh, open it and reclose and not get caught. The shot in Muhammad, wartime, wartime, and they're under, in danger, they're not focused on their Yetzirah activities. So therefore, just like they're afraid and concerned, they're not going to have improper thoughts. The Hakam might be too, what was the fear over here? He's by the river. So you're, when you're getting, going to a river, imagine someone decides to dip himself in the mikveh and he goes into the ocean in Coney Island. So he's obviously going to be a little concerned. And therefore, um, therefore, uh, we're not concerned. That was the question. That really is the question. Is this a situation of concern or not? That's the question. Okay. The Gemara continues. Any, is that so? Is that so that you're supposed to cover yourself when you go into the mikveh? It's not proper to cover yourself. If you're embarrassed of your brit milah, that, that's not a good thing. It used to be in the days of old when the, going back to the Greeks, when they used to have um, nudity was an accepted thing in sports or in bathhouses for sure. 
The Jews would be embarrassed and cover themselves. So it's not a good thing to cover your milah. Why is Abavu covering his milah? This is Lokash. That you're not supposed to cover yourself. That's when you're going down into the mikveh. So you're really not facing the people. There's no real sinyut. So you're doing it obviously because you still have some kind of, uh, uh, just, you know, lack of, uh, appreciation for your brit milah. When you're coming out and people see you, then it's a different story. Shachi Rava would be, would bend down when he would come out of the mikveh to cover himself for snoot. Rabbi Zeda Zakif, he would stand up straight because he didn't want to look like he was being kofer. When they went down, Zakfi, they would bend. Kikasalki Shachi, they would, uh, I'm sorry, they would, they would, um, they would stand straight. Uh, when they would, when they would, when they would bend it, they would, when they were going down, they would bend, they would come out. But with going down, it would be straight because no one was looking. When they're coming out, it would bend over. Okay, we are currently on Memal Fumad Aleph, and we're about to tell a story. Okay, our story over here um, is going to be about a rabbi who wanted to leave Bavel. And um, the exact spot, the first word is Salki. It's about halfway down. Salki, I would say it's about maybe a third way down. First word is Salki. The third word, Rabbi Zera, have they come Mishamet Rabbi Zera was avoiding Rabbi Yudah. Why? The Bible makes it loud Israel. Rabbi Zera wanted to go to Israel. And, uh, Rabbi Yudah held at those times, and some even apply it to today, the Satmar Rebbe was big into this, you don't go to Israel until a Kadosh Baruch Hu tells you it's time to go home. You're going to stay there until God until I bring you back. That was the first Beit HaMikdash, but they applied to the second Beit HaMikdash also. Don't go back till you're told to go back. So that was obviously Machlok. You did want to go back. So I'm sorry, I wanted to go back. Amar, he said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to say goodbye to my rabbi because he's going to be upset me, with me that I'm leaving. But Ezel Veshmami named Milton. Let me, let me at least hear from him something and, uh, let me hear what he has, Dvar Torah before I leave. Vati Ezel, then I'm going to sneak out without telling him. Azel Ashkachay Dekai Bebani. So he found a Buda in the bathhouse. The Kamal Shamein, he told his aide a few laws. Number one, Hevili Neta, bring me soap. Evioli Masrek, bring me a comb. Pitku Pumaychu Vapiku Havla. Open your mouth so that the hot air should enter your body. Vishu Mimai de Bebani and drink from the waters of the bed of the, of the bathhouse. Amumalei Bati Elishmod Varzedai. It was worth it coming just to hear these things. What exactly did he hear? They still have you net there, view Masrek. Well, he said, bring me my, my soap, bring me my comb. In Hebrew, in the bathroom. Like we said before, you like to talk Hebrew in a bathhouse. Okay, that's nice English. What about breathing in the hot air? Hot air brings out hot air. So it means by breathing in the hot air, it's going to cause your body to sweat. That's good. What's the benefit of drinking the hot water? The general thing about people that do things half-baked. You eat without drinking, 
achilatol dam. It's it's not healthy. And that's what causes stomach problems. Achal, if you eat, the lo halach arbaamot, and you did not, uh, if you did not, um, walk foramot, that means you basically fell asleep in your chair and, uh, after eating. So that's also not a healthy thing to do. Um, yeah, one second, sorry. Yeah. Um, Achilat Markevet, it causes it to rot. It doesn't properly digest itself. You go to sleep without walking. You fall asleep in the same spot. Zetzchat Reach Rana causes a bad, it causes, um, bad breath. Zetzchat Reach you have to eat, go to the bathroom and you eat without first going to the bathroom. Domela Tanush Yisiku Agabe Afrol. It's like you take a oven and you try to heat it up. You try to heat up the oven almost by the next Mishnah. You try on You try to heat up the oven without cleaning out the ashes. So without going to the bathroom first, it's like you're trying to heat up your body with food without emptying out the old stuff. That causes a bad swelling sweat. And this is our discussion. You took a hot shower, you didn't drink hot water. You heated up the oven on the outside. Heat up an oven from the outside, not on the inside. So that's, uh, that's not beneficial. It's not going to get hot. So if you go to the bathhouse, you heat the outside of your body, but you didn't drink the hot water to the inside. You took a hot, went to the Schwitz, but you didn't take a cold shower afterwards. After you put something in the heat, you got to put it in the cold also to get it stronger. You took a shower without putting oil on you to anoint you. It's like pouring water on top of a barrel on the outside. It doesn't get absorbed. So the oil, so they put baby oil, causes the, 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 uh, everything to get absorbed. Okay, that's the end of the things that everyone can do on their own. Take out your, uh, Gemara, it's easy. Good. Now we get to back to our laws of Bishul. So, on this topic, we have, you have to basically understand fundamentals are, uh, always discussing the problem always of Shema Yechateh. People might stoke the coals. We're talking about over here ancient kettles, the ancient urn. So our urns are electric urns. You plug it in the in the in the socket, and around the there's heating coils around the urn, and that keeps the water hot. They had two kinds of urns. One urn was they had it was uh, imagine your regular urn, and on the side of the urn, the side of the urn, like from top to bottom, there's a little compartment, they fill it with coals. The coals are on the side. There's another one where the coals were on the bottom. They'd fill up the bottom with coals and they put hot water on top. So these are different ways of keeping things water hot and we're going to have issues with stoking the coals. Um, good. Um, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, so here we go. Mulyar hagaruf. We're going to find out the guys are going to discuss what these things are. Mulyar hagaruf, this con- some kind of Ancient hot urn, as we'll explain, and you took out the coals in Erev Shabbat. So it's mulyar, that's the urn. Garuf is you took the coals out. So Erev Shabbat, you're allowed to use it on Shabbat because it doesn't increase the heat on Shabbat. It just keeps it hot. That's okay. But in Antiki, we'll see what that is. Alpishu Rufai took the coals out, and Shotine Mena, because it's very hot. Mosif Hevel, even after you took it out, and you're not allowed to do Hatmana. Now let it cause something to be insulated in a heat-causing uh, item.
What's a mulyar? Like I told you, it's vertical. It has vertical coals down the side. Antiki, what's an antiki? I didn't discuss this till now. It means there was a spot in the oven where they kept the water. So obviously it was very hot. It was in the oven. Beidudi means, um, Beidudi means it was a type of large, uh, a large, uh, like I said before, it was, uh, it was a large kettle and it had on the bottom. Um, good. So now, so there's a machloka now, what is it? Now, that means they're, they're both exist. There's, there's a concept of, there's a concept of, um, a beidudi, which is this type of urn that was a horizontal in the bottom full of coals. There's also this, this way of heating up the water by putting the water in an oven. So we said one of them is not allowed. So the rabbi that said, now I'm going to explain the, the two opinions. They're both true. Neither of them are allowed. I'm sorry. One of these two is not allowed. So manamar beidudi, if I'm not allowed to use the urn that has the coals in the bottom, which is not as hot, of course you can't heat it up in the oven. In the oven, it means the, the, the reason why they're arguing is because there's three different types of ways to heat up water. The one that all agree is allowed, that's called the mulyar. The mulyar, as we said, is horizontal, I'm sorry, vertical, on the side, on the side of the, of the urn is full of coals. Take that out, the coals taken out, everyone agrees that's allowed. There's another thing called an antiki which is not allowed. What is antiki? So I'll say A, B, and C. A, the hottest one, is the oven. B is the coals on the bottom. C is the coals on the side. Everyone agrees that C is, is allowed because it's, once you take out the coals, it's not that hot. The question is, the rabbi that said B is not allowed, surely A is not allowed. The rabbi that said A is not allowed, but maybe B is allowed because B is not as hot. Tiny Kavatar of Nachman, I have a bright flag of Nachman. Antiki. Because the, the, uh, the nechoshet, the copper makes it very hot. And obviously that's the case. The copper is referring to case B of the urn that you put in for the bottom. Okay. Um, yeah, someone's probably calling me to know what time the chametz is sold. So I'm going to answer them for a second. Yes, sir. I'm giving a class. How can we help you? Exactly. I said someone's going to call about the Chameh. It's 10 o'clock. 10, sorry. Yeah. Yes, latest show in town. Okay. Take care, bye. Okay. I just dug non-stop texts over here on when we could get the Chameh back. So, um, okay, sorry. Why are, we, why are we the latest show in town? I have no idea. Okay, next. <clears throat> Okay, next. Hamecham shepinahu, the, the mecham, which is the, the, um, we'll see, this is, uh, actually, machok, what it means. So, okay, hamecham shepinahu, the emptied out urn. What does that mean exactly? You take the urn off the oven, you took the water out of the urn, we don't know yet, exactly. Lo don't put cold water. Now, this is an empty urn, is it a full urn? We'll find out exactly what, what we're talking about. Okay. So something about putting water 
in an emptied out urn. We don't know what it means yet. Don't put cold water in. But you could put, but you could put cold water into it. So we don't know what's going on over here. Tokos or into a cup. So without the Gemara, we're not going to what's going on over here. Um, now, the, the, the basic fundamental you need to know, it's a fundamental from Chulin. The fundamental from Chulin is called Tata'a Gavar. There's something called Ila'a Gavar and Tata'a Gavar. Moshkon? Yes. Remember what that means? Uh, no, I don't. Absolutely not. Ila agavar tata agavar. Okay, anyone Something want to raise the... their hands if they remember what that means? Ila agavar tata agavar? Okay, we'll remind you. When I have two items, I have a hot and a cold. It's talking about the laws of Chulin. It's talking about, um, it's talking about I have a hot piece of meat and I pour cold milk. I have a hot piece of cheese and I pour cold meat. So who overtakes who? There's the cold on the top, the hot on the bottom, the hot on the top, the cold on the bottom. So there's a machlokan in Chulim, but Agman is going to assume now that the bottom one overcomes it. So therefore, if I have hot on the bottom, cold coming in, the hot's going to, it's going to heat up the cold. Cold on the bottom, hot on the top, the cold on the bottom. The bottom always wins. Okay, so you have to keep that in mind. I think I'm saying it right. I hope so. Here we go. My Kamar. I have a a a a a a urn that I took the water out of. That's what it means empty. Don't put a little cold water in. Because a little cold water is gonna get hot. Put a lot of cold water in. Means if I put a that's what it meant. You could put the amount of water that won't get cooked. So if I put a, a little bit of water in, obviously it's going to cook. If I put a lot in, it's going to get cold. And I said, that can't be. Anytime you put cold water onto a hot steel, it gets stronger. I'm not going to discuss it's mitkaven, enu mitkaven, psikresha. Right now, the Gemara says, uh, no, don't worry, Bishimon says, enu mitkaven mutar. Okay, so that's the first rabbi says. We're talking about adding cold water to an empty hot kettle, depending on how much you put in, it's allowed or not allowed. But if doesn't like this, doesn't say they emptied the water out of the pot. They took the, the 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 urn off the oven, so it's still full. So then now I have to know what's the what's the differentiation of the Mishnah when is it allowed when it's not allowed? They gave you two cases of putting water in an urn. We don't know which is allowed, which is not allowed. So first we thought it's an empty urn, and the two cases are how much water did you put in it. Matif he didn't like the wording. You took the, 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 you took it off the fire and it's full. It has hot water. So now it has hot water inside. Don't add a little bit of cold water to the hot water. You can put a lot of cold water because they will have shiran. Put a lot of cold water in. But that's the case of it's full of water. They took the water out of it. Then lo So Abaye says an empty one's not allowed. You can never put cold water in an empty one. The nation mitzareif it gets it stronger. And so Yudala says the varshim kavain is asur. So the machloka between Abaye and of Ada Barmatn is is not talking about an empty urn or not an empty urn. Why should it not be an empty urn? Because it's an opinion that says. You can never add to an empty urn 
because adding cold water to a hot urn is going to strengthen the pot. And even if you ain't a Rabbi Yudas says it's a sort. Amar Rav, lo shano, that's what the Chamim say, you allowed to put in this hot mecham, cold water, a lot of cold water, that's El Hafshir. That means that uh, it still has hot water, and the cold water I'm putting in, and now we're going back to the same discussion. But if you want, if you're doing it with the intention to strengthen it, asur, like Abaye said, you're allowed to pour it in even though it's strengthening it. I says, how could Shmuel say that? What, were you allowed to purposely go and pour cold water into a hot item and strengthen it? You have to restate it. That means the only time they allowed is the amount of water that is going to only cool it off. It means you put an amount of water, you didn't fill it up to the top, it's just going to cool it off. Aval, but if you put the amount, the amount that could possibly strengthen it, which means you filled it to the top, Asur. If the amount that you put in could have done it to you, if it's mutar, as long as your intention was not to do that. So no one's going to tell you that you're allowed to, that you're allowed to do it if it's, uh, if it's, um, if you're purposely intended to. The question is, if you, if you didn't have Kavana. Okay. So now we're just going to finish this piece off and go a little bit into Daf Membet. We're about now, uh, for, uh, those that just joined us now, we are now on the top of, uh, Membet and Mural. We're going to go a few lines in because, uh, we're going to get to the two dots. Get to the two dots. Okay. So it goes like this. Um, okay. So the Gemara now again, you always have to remember the following. Um, yeah, you always have to remember the following. We have the Akemi Safi on the phone for this because Kemi is the king of this topic. Um, one minute, sorry. Sorry, everybody, you have to just, we have to bear with me. This is Kemi's topic. He answers, hopefully he answers. Hi, Kami. We're in the middle of Dafshir now. You're on speakerphone. We're just getting a little confused. What's exactly the difference between Enomit Kaven and Malachashen and Sichal Gufa? Can you just tell us? What's the question? What's the difference between Enomit Kaven and Malachashen and Sichal Gufa? We're on the top of Membetam Muralaf. We're about to go into the, tomorrow's daf, and we need this for the peace, and we, we, we need your help. We need my help, yeah, of course, okay. Ravash Enomit Kaven. Ravash is when I'm taking a, a, uh, a bench across the, uh, the backyard, and, and, and there's indentations. I had no Kavanatha. That's Ravash Enomit Kaven. Good. Okay, Ms. Am I involved? Am I involved in Malachalat Sasur? What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm, 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 I need my, I need my bench. I'm pulling a bench, so I'm not even doing a malacha. What I'm doing is not a malacha. I'm enomit kaven, and, and a malacha is going to come as a byproduct. Good. What's the malacha shenat sichal gufa? Malacha shenat sichal gufa is, it's a malacha I don't need. For example, come on. 
Come on, Kemi, don't let us down. Eddie's going to give you a hint. Eddie, can you give him a hint, please? Eddie? Eddie. One second, I'm unmuting you. Eddie, could you give him a hint? Digging a hole. A little louder? Digging a hole? Yeah, digging, digging a hole. Yeah, tell yeah. us. Digging a hole for the dirt. And not for the hole. I am doing not the hole. Not for the hole. But I don't want the hole. I just want the dirt. Very good. Very good. It is a malacha. Digging a hole is a malacha. But in I don't need it for itself. Good. Excellent. Okay, Kevin, you want to listen to the end of the, the, the beginning of the next stuff? What? You no. got five minutes you don't have for us? What? You don't have five minutes for us? I always have five minutes, yeah. Okay, so here we go. So when I says like this, the Gemara just said now that Shmuel allowed you to pour cold water into a pot and fill it up, a hot pot, even though it's going to possibly, I have to use the word possibly because otherwise it'd be psikresha, it's possibly going to strengthen the pot. But since you're enomit kavein, you're filling up the water because with the hot pot, empty hot pot with cold water because you want to take the chill out of the water. Your intention is not to strengthen the pot. Enomit kavein is allowed. So the says, Lameimah de Shmuel kabi Shimon Sriyale. Does he hold up Shimon? Bamar Shmuel, mechabin gachelet shamatechet. You're allowed to put out a coal that's a steel coal, Rishut Rabin. You're allowed to put out a steel coal. The steel coal is going to uh, cause someone to get hurt. So you're allowed to pour cold water on on Shabbat. But Shmuel says you can't do a gachelet shel eitz because you put out the gachelet shel eitz and there's difference between a wood coal and a steel coal. A steel coal, a steel, a hot piece of steel doesn't really create a coal. But a, a, a wood, a wood piece of, a wood burn and ember creates the coal. Now, I'm putting it out. Your intention was to put it out because you don't want to get any, anyone to get hurt. So what do I care what the material is? So when I says, no, there's two things. Rabbi Shimon's may kill both on Enomit Kavain and Melachashen In the case you're putting out the coal, that's not an Enomit Kavain. You're doing the Melacha. You have a, piece of wood, you're pouring water on it, you are creating a coal, it is a melacha, it's not enemit kaven, it's a melacha, but it's saying sechala gufa, because I'm not creating the coal because I want the coal, I'm creating the coal because that's what needs to happen in order for me to put it out because I don't want anyone to get hurt. So when I says, bidavar sheinumit kaven, shimon. And that's why I'm allowed to fill up my pot, of uh, my hot pot with cold water, because that's a davar sheinumit kaven. I'm, I'm not intending to do that. I'm a, when I'm, the malacha I'm doing is I'm pouring water into a pot. That's legal. For doing, for cooling off, uh, taking the chill out of cold water is a legal activity. It happens to be as a byproduct, I'm possibly going to cause another thing to happen. That's not mitkaven. But malacha shen gufa, where I'm putting out the coal in order that someone shouldn't get hurt, but I'm going to actually create a coal, then savala krabi So therefore the Gemara says, don't confuse the two things. So I could hold like Rabbi Shimon on one halacha, and hold like Rabbi Yudah on another halacha. Now, now that Rabbi Shmuel told me that when it comes, I'm allowed to do an isur drabanan because even Rabbi, even even Enomit uh, Kaven is still is still drabanan. Uh, I'm sorry, Malachashen Sichol Al Gufa is drabanan. Amar Ravina Hilkach quotes Rishut Rabim Molichol Pachot Pachot Mi Arba Amot. 
you're allowed to, if you see a, a, a colt, you see a thorn, and someone could get hurt on it, you could do it with a banan and, and move it two, two feet, stop, move it two feet and stop, and no one should get hurt on it. Carmelite, which is, which is totally the Rabbanan, Afilu Tuva, you can carry the coal a long way in order that nobody should get hurt.